Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. So again, this is Dan Campbell territory, fourth and one from their own 34. High risk to try to keep the football, looking for their first first down since halftime. They'll hand it off, Gibbs, nowhere to go, and the Bears will have it at the 30. Jack Sanborn, his first big play of the day. Live by fourth down and sometimes go down by fourth down. That time, the Bears, the turnover on downs. Yeah, you're going to come inside, outside. Then you're going to have these guys fill. So you get everybody over there. And that's one of the things that makes the Bears so good. They're so good at movement. They're so good at creating edges for their defensive linemen. And then linebackers have to come up and fill. And they did it perfectly right there. Bears defense gets the stop. We're back, live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. You hear the music. It's the one that makes you feel good on a Monday. And it is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Bears playing no games yesterday. Take down the Detroit Lions 28-13. The most impressive part about that victory is that the Bears just lost to them, like in a heartbreaking fa- in heartbreaking fashion. And then the assumption would have been like, oh, Detroit Lions are really good. They want to prove that they're good and that the last game was a fluke. So they'd come out, you know, firing on all cylinders. Bears, you know, had some dumb luck. They might regress a little bit. It was the exact opposite. Bears continued on that path, continued the snowball. Defense played excellent. Montez Sweat got a, got a sack. Justin Jones got himself a sack. Uh, I mean, it was really, I mean, Tremaine Edmonds' interception, Jalen Johnson interception, just really good all-around performance by the Bears' defense. I mean, when you're holding, you know, the Detroit Lions, who had been averaging 30 points a game over the last four games, you know they're a high-powered offense. Hold them 13 points. Hold Amon Ross St. Brown to less than 50 yards. Sammy Laporta under 30 yards. I mean, it's really impressive what the Bears' defense was able to do. Um, but still, the talk of the town is Justin Fields and what the future holds uh, for him as a member of the Chicago Bears. And, and, and again, the only reason we're having this conversation is because the Bears do hold the number one pick. If the Bears had the 17th pick in the draft, no one would be talking about this. They'd be, they'd be trying to figure out, like, is an offensive lineman going to make it down to 17? Or you know, who's the best you know, edge rusher at 17? Something like that. No one, would be, no one would care about Justin Fields. We'd be stuck with him. But the option is out there for the Bears to head in, head in a different direction, and it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, we're going to be talking about it all day today. In less than an hour, Dustin Rhodes jumps on with the pregame show. Then Mully and Haw kick things off. They got the pick six at six, Olin Cruz at seven, DJ Moore at 8 a.m., and then Brad Biggs at nine. Then Bernstein and Holmes come up next. They got uh, Anthony Heron at 11, Dan Weeder at 12. And then Parkinson Spiegel, they got you covered. Kurt Warner, 240. Mark Grody at four. 
and then Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. Uh, but I'm going to be taking your phone calls all the way until uh, I get up out of here. And and I really want to know what your thoughts are after the game. Signature victory for the Bears. Got themselves one against a good team, one, two in a row. Everybody's feeling good. I like that Coach Eberflus said, you gotta, now is when you just got to know. You execute, you look out for the man behind you, you stick together. The tighter you get, the less space there is for people to come in between you. And then you perform at a high level, and then you know. That's where they're at now, knowing and st- stacking up victories. That's what he said. All right, but let's take some more phone calls, stack up some more of those. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Mike out in Barrington. So, Mike, a lot of talk about the first pick in the draft because that really is the the the, the, the key component, the thing that, that makes you accelerate your thoughts on Justin Fields. Yeah, this is, this is one hard decision. But, you know, I'd like to, uh, and I think you do really good work on the station, I'd like to say that, first of all. But um, I'd like to f- reframe the discussion. I think instead of thinking what the Bears should do, I think we, should all, we could try to consider what Ryan Poles will do. And I think to, to, to do that, I think you have to consider that he has his own future to think about. He can't, he can't make bad decisions. And, and that's where that's I great think point. the Claypool decision may work in our favor here because until then he seemed almost bulletproof. But with that Claypool decision, he no longer is the smartest guy in the room. And I don't think he – I think in light of, of the things I just said, and let's throw in the fact that uh, uh, Justin Fields' quarterback rating was 88 and Zach Wilson had a 130 yesterday. Um, I, I think, I think it, it means that the Bears have – that he has no choice but to go with the first uh, draft choice as a quarterback, just has no choice. And I think if you're going to do that, I think you can. I think you can clean house with regard to the coach and whoever else. I, I think. I think the Bears have got to think down the road here. We can't content ourselves with just 88 and calling it 130. You know, all the time. That, I don't think that's that's good enough. And, and we're just not. We didn't score any touchdowns. We're not scoring enough touchdowns. I mean, but that's that's true industry wide. I heard that the Jets, no, no, the the Bengals, um, their their worst season in the '90s, they had 30, 30 touchdowns at this point, and this year they only had fifteen going into today's game. So I mean, there's there's not nearly the offense that we are used to. But anyway, I I think I've made my points there. What do you what do you think about that with regard to polls? Yeah, Mike, thanks for the call. I appreciate you calling in, and I love a, a fresh perspective on you know, how we should approach this, this, this off season and what lens we should be looking through. So to say, you know, to say, um, you know, that polls, you know, might not have time either. That's a great point. You know, to the people that are like, Oh yeah, Justin Fields, bro, you got to ride with him and build a team around him. People were talking about getting rid of polls this year. You think polls is sitting up here being like, yeah, you know what? Let's ride it out with Justin Fields and hope he can be good. That's a good one. And you know the Claypool thing, yeah, you can you can you can talk about that. But again, no no GM is going to bat a thousand. No GM is going to be out here making every where every decision is the right one. I mean, look at John Lynch. Even after the Bears traded up to get Mitchell Trubisky, it's not like the guy he was Solomon Jones. It's not like <laughs> I think they cut him a couple years later. Like sometimes it just doesn't work out. And 
so again, I mean, but I do. I will say that I I like more of what polls has done than than dislike. So it'll be interesting to see you know what he does. But that's that's, that's certainly the lens you got to look through. That's a great call. Thanks for the call, Mike and Barrington. Uh, we're taking more of your phone calls. It's Gabe Ramirez here on six seventy the score. It's a Plumbers nine one one football Monday. Uh, let's go out to let's try Joey or Joe. So Joe, you're you're okay with Eberflus, but you're out on Lou Getze, huh? You know, the, the, last week with the uh, they're doing doing all the uh, horizontal passes. Yeah, you know, not throwing down the field, and then this week they don't throw they don't even target DJ Moore one time in the first half. That's wild. And here's the thing: it's like, you know, what's in their interest? What's in these guys' interest? You know, he's not our guy, but we need to pack a few wins in. So when he comes back, we'll let him play more of his style game. But then that's not good enough. And what we have is a defense that's, you know, holding their team up again, which we're familiar with in Chicago. But, uh, I mean, it'd be really nice to go, uh, good news, bad news, Eberflus, you're fired, but we want to hire his defensive coordinator. <laughs> we know you can do that. Yeah, but, uh, that, that would be a long shot for anything like that to happen. Somebody asked me that earlier, too. Like, hey, if Jim Harbaugh comes that comes in, you think he'll hire Eberflus as his defensive coordinator? And I'm like, if you were the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and they de- would you take that demotion, or would you just go somewhere else and be the defensive coordinator? And I, that's the answer to the question. It's like, of course he's not going to do that. Why would you do that? You you never take a demotion on the same. You just go do that somewhere else. Clearly, he's proven at Indianapolis and in Chicago that he is a hell of a defensive coordinator. Um, so if he can, you know, and so jobs will be a plenty uh, for him in that position in particular. Um, but but it's interesting, right? You brought up something interesting. Like maybe they are playing a sneaky game. It's a, it's a tough game to play, though. One where you don't want to lose because you might jeopardize your job. But you don't want. But if you don't believe in Justin Fields, you don't want him performing too too well, too good because then you might have to keep him. So you want him to play well enough to win, but not great enough to where he's you know, making it a, a, a slam dunk of a decision that you got to keep Justin Fields. That's interesting. Sneaky. Very sneaky. Let's take some more phone calls. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Anthony out in Brighton Park. Anthony, what do you think the Bears should do? Or what What, what do you think uh, Ryan? the lens of Ryan Poles is showing you? I'm a first-time caller. Hey. I've been listening to you for a couple months, but this is the first time I've called you. So to answer your question, I want the Bears to keep fields. I want them to trade down, not far, maybe a second or third. I want them to get Harrison, maybe two ones and a two, and they can um, fill out their line and get a center in the second round. That's my thought process. I mean, I love it. So, so, in, in, so, so you're, you're keeping fields – not drafting a quarterback, though, right? I don't object to drafting a quarterback in a later round. I just don't want to use that first-round pick for a quarterback. I don't really care for uh, Caleb Williams. I think uh, Mr. Williams is a head case. He kind of cried after uh, losing a game and said he just wanted to go home and cuddle with his dog. <laughs> Even if he felt that way, he should have kept that to himself. It's a new it's a new era in the NFL. You got a new kind of player, you know? The the, the Gen Z Gen Z's operating a little different, you know. Like I'm old school and yeah. I kind of believe in you have to tough it out. I hear you. 
But, you know, players are in tune with their emotions now. You know, that's why they have therapists. They I want understand. people to be in tune with all that stuff. So they, don't want, they don't want you to knock nobody about that. But I get it. Listen, it's a knock, and you're entitled to it because, you, you like, you're, like you said, you know, football should be a hard-nosed, tough-fought, like, kind of a sport. And you can't – maybe there's, there's no room for that kind of stuff, you know, if you want to be a leader other, of men. The other thing, Gabe, is if you drafted a quarterback – number one with that first overall pick you have to start all over and teach that person i think that justin is further developed and further on in his development than a new quarterback would be and i think it would push back the team in terms of its progress that's my thought process yeah yeah it's it's certainly you know you can't expect success in year one with a rookie right there has to be some sort of learning curve but if the if the notion like if if the answer was always just keep the quarterback you have, then people wouldn't be drafting quarterbacks with the first pick in the draft. You see what I'm saying, Anthony? Like, I, I understand, and that's why I'm saying that I don't object to drafting a quarterback just later. Not, I hear what you're saying. You're if, right. If, if you get uh, J.J. McCarthy, for example, in a later round, and he turns out to be a better just, uh, quarterback than Justin, then, of course, you'd have to uh, play him. But what I'm seeing right now, I prefer Justin to Caleb Williams and to Drake May. And I think that for those teams who want Caleb Williams and Drake May, have at it. Give me a King's Ransom and you can have him. Anthony, let me ask you this before I let you go. Would you rather have C.J. Stroud or Justin Fields? I would still rather have Justin Fields. Okay, yeah, that's what I was asking. I think that's a – and it's fair, and I don't – I wasn't trying to, you know, corner you into anything. I was genuinely curious because I think I think a lot of people, probably the majority of people would rather have CJ Stroud. And I think that's what you're doing when you pass up like to say like, "Oh, I'm going to take or I don't mind taking a quarterback in the later rounds," which I'm here for that too. If 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 Poles is like, "Hey, you know what? I'm rocking with Justin Fields. I am going to go get Marvin Harrison Jr. and an offensive lineman." I am sure that they're going to take a quarterback. I will hope they take a quarterback, at least someone that they like a lot, and they're not rolling with Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan next year. That would be a, that would be a hard pill for me to swallow. Um, it would just be, I don't know, there would be minimal foresight there if you do something like that. Um, but, again, I think it goes back to, you know, you're, you're, you're passing up the opportunity to take someone that is better than Justin Fields. I know you can make the argument like you still got to teach him and it's like a rookie, but we're, you're then saying that Justin Fields is better than any quarterback that's come out in the last two years. And that, to me, is a tough pill to swallow as well because I don't agree with that statement. So, All right, more phone calls to take. Uh, it's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Two big key, key, key times that I want you to remember. 8 a.m., DJ Moore is going to be talking to Mully and all. Jalen Johnson, 5 p.m. with Parkins and Spiegel. I'll give you the rest of the lineup on the other side. Still taking your phone calls, all right? I'm here until 5 o'clock. I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Yeah, that's a cool play, wasn't it? I, I like that. That's uh, that was good because you got your two best players right there. You know, guys that really are, are you know, you know, what the defense is really worried about. You know, and you got one going this way and one going that way, so they draw attention. And I thought it was a really cool play design. I, I loved the play during the week, and it was well executed. You know, and uh, you know he's 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 fast. You know, really fast, and he can get to the corner. And what's great about DJ, and you can see that when he catches the ball, his hands are so strong. But he's got great contact balance. I know he didn't have to use it on that play, but uh, that was a, a cool play by, by Getsy. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. You heard it from Coach Huberflus. Getsy's coming back next year. I'm just glad. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Taking your phone calls, 312 644 6767. Right here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. I uh, got about 40 minutes left with you. That's when Dustin Rhodes takes over with the pregame show. And then all day long, just like heavy hitter after heavy hitter right here on 670 to score. Olin Krutz uh, is going to be jumping on with Mully and Haw at 7. And then at 8, DJ Moore. That's crazy. And then Brad Biggs, 9 o'clock. Bernstein and Holmes, they don't let up. Anthony Heron, Dan Wiederer at 11 and 12 respectively. And then Parkins and Spiegel doing their best closer impersonation. Kurt Warner at 240, Mark Grody at 4, and then Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. It's going to be great stuff here on 670 to score. Make sure you hang out with us all day. In the meantime, uh, got some more time to take your calls, take your thoughts. You know, Bears, Bears were down at the half, 13-10. Defense showed up in the second half, not allowing a point. Really just playing some good defense. Feel like they had Jared Goff's number. Holding Amon Ross St. Brown to, to, to low totals. Sammy Laporta down to low totals. Jameer Gibbs and, and, and David Montgomery, 66 yards each. The Bears defense did great. Uh, but, 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 but things still seem foggy as to, as to the future of the Chicago Bears, and that's why we're taking your phone calls. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Antoine from Joliet. So, Antoine, I mean... You know, after a game like yesterday, did it change your mind about anything, or you still feel strongly about uh, the, what direction you want the Bears to go in? Uh, I put it this way: I want number one out there as my quarterback. But if I'm Ryan Pose, there's no way you you have two number one picks and pass up on quarterback both times. Um, I I wouldn't mind seeing Caleb Williams, but the thing is, when you pick up high prospect like Caleb Williams in the first round or first round draft pick. Players or teams want, or not teams, uh, fans want them out there on the field right away. And I feel like the right thing to do will be to sit Caleb Williams for a year to let him, you know, adjust to the NFL, you know, learn from Justin Fields and stuff like that. Because if you just throw him out there, it's just going to be a revolving door with the quarterbacks and the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, management like there it's just going to be a revolving door he's going to go out there and be another Justin Fields so 
I say you sit him, but the bad thing about it is you waste the number one overall draft pick and this player doesn't play for three. You know, I can see how it's looked at, but I just don't think you pass up on the quarterback two years in a row. Yeah, it's hard to do, right, Antoine? I mean, and it's not even a knock on Justin Fields. Right. It's more right. just like if you're up there, I, 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 what I always, what I've been pointing to a lot, Antoine, is is the the divide that exists around Justin Fields. It's not like you got the first pick in the draft two years in a row, and everybody's like, "No, Justin Fields is that dude." And then you keep passing on quarterbacks, right? It's it's you get two first first picks first pick in the drafts two years in a row, and you got a quarterback that not everyone is in agreement with. No one's pushed, everybody's not pushing in the same direction, and I think. To me, that's a, a good enough reason to go ahead and take a chance on someone that can be the quarterback that everybody agrees with and feels like is the right player. What do you think about people that say, uh, Antoine, that like it doesn't matter what quarterback you throw in, you know, the co- the coaching staff is just not good enough? Um, I can totally agree. I, I just don't think, and that goes uh, again with my. Uh, with drafting a quarterback. Say you draft a quarterback, you change the coaching staff. That's what you have the uh, spring training for. Let's see who who's working better with the coaches, the new coaching staff. If it's Justin Fields, okay, then if it's not Justin Fields, then that's why we drafted uh, Caleb Williams. You know, it just sucks that, you know, either Justin Fields is going to be a backup or get traded, but, I mean, that's, we're trying to win out here. We're not trying to, you know, give you brownie points just because you're Justin Fields, you know, and, Again, I'll be the one to go out there and say I'm a big Justin Fields fan. I love the dude. I want to see him in a Bears uniform, but I don't want to see him in a Bears uniform if we're just finishing last in the division each year. Somebody somebody told me this, Antoine. This is what I'll ask you this on the way out. Somebody's like, ah, but if you want to move on from Justin Fields, so you're okay trading him to the Minnesota Vikings? (laughs) And I always always hesitate a little bit. (laughs) So – I put it this way, and this goes for my Bulls fans with Jimmy Butler and D Rose and all that. If if Justin Fields went to another team, I wouldn't mind him. It depends. If they gave up, like if they got rid of Justin Fields this year, I wouldn't mind him going to another field and fucking and you know going all over the Bears if they played each other. Because yeah. I just feel like it is the coaching staff. I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. Sheesh. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Antoine, I love when my callers get comfortable. You know, that's how you know they're really, really comfortable. All right, we're taking your phone calls. 312-644-6767. Bears defeat the Detroit Lions 28-13. Bears got five victories on the season, uh, topping their total from last year of three. And they still got some more winnable games to go. What was your, what was your, what was the over-under at the beginning of the season? Seven and a half? I know my dad put some money on that. He's not awake right now. My dad put some money on that seven and a half. I thought the Bears would end up at seven. So, I mean, they're right on pace to kind of get there. And I said I just wanted the Bears to be in the hunt. To me, that would have been a a, a win on the season. But you still got to play the games and how those games played out, those seven victories and those ten losses, I mean, still matter, right? You're expecting one thing, but it could be, oh, my gosh. It could be blowouts, it could be whatever it is, but that's why we're taking your call still. Because after a game like yesterday, just it almost, it's almost like you still got more questions than you had before. Let's go to D.C. on the south side. D.C., when you're looking at this Bears team, uh, 
where where do you think they could they they need some improvement? First of all, I want to uh, shout out to you. You're doing a great job. I want to shout out to my veterans as well. Um, also, I think management, first of all, starting there with there, because what we're looking at, we keep saying Justin Field, Justin Field, Justin Field. We have a ton of running backs. I mean, some nice running backs, but we can't get off the line. That old line we have is terrible. We haven't had a center all year. The center is the key to the O line. We haven't had a center all year. Been missing in action. We don't have any anyone on on either ends. So how can you have you go get a first round draft pick, top notch quarterback, still got the same line, still got the same management? It's not going to work. We we disrespecting Justin Fields right now, big time. We just won this game, and he put up points. Even after we was down 13-10, we didn't get stagnant. He still put up 28 points. So we can't keep saying Justin Fields, Justin Fields. We got to look at the O-line. We got to look at it's 11 men out there. And that O-line is a major factor for any quarterback. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it is, and it's improved. I, I, wouldn't you agree, though, that the, the offensive line is much better than it was last year? I believe the whole team is much better than they was last year. I believe they're going to be better next week than they was this week. However, that's still a major, major hole we have. And regardless of the quarterback, if you can't get the ball, if you can't get three seconds back there, you, you're dead. I don't care what quarterback you You can have Joe Montana. If you can't get three seconds, you're out of there. I get it. I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the call, DC. I mean, the problem is Justin Fields wants four and a half seconds. I think that, that that's an issue that where, you know, damn, if you're an offensive lineman, imagine that. You're an offensive lineman and you give your quarterback three seconds, three and a half seconds, which is like most quarterbacks would love to have that. Ask Tom Brady if he would love three and a half seconds every time. And then, and then because he needs four and a half, then you get trashed because of it tough man the bears but i do like what you said dc bears bears like the offensive line is better the team is better and they are going to be better how do we make them the best how do we make this team the best they can be and i think that's what we're all struggling with because there is no definitive answer there's no there's no without question this is the right pathway for the bears it's up for debate and that's what we're doing we're trying to give our best argument as to what we think is the right way for the Bears to move forward, especially with that number one pick. And Justin Fields, for that matter. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, talk to me about Justin Fields. You want to keep him, huh? Yeah, I would keep Justin Fields because he's playing really good right now. He's got that hot hand. But uh, I would not want to be Ryan Foles because if Justin Fields does kind of shaky, you got to make the decision to move on, maybe draft Caleb Williams. And, I mean, I don't have a magic uh, – Hey, Paul, I don't know if you do, but if Caleb Williams is a pan out, he could potentially lose his job. He could lose uh, basically a lot of coaching's jobs by drafting Caleb Williams, and Caleb Williams doesn't pan out. The NFL is the hardest position to transition from college to the pros. So, I mean, me, I would keep Justin Fields, and I would trade back those draft picks and try what we did last year by getting D.J. Moore, try and get another player, and even get better even sooner. 
Yeah, it's a great thought because then, you know, the draft capital allows you to continue to build your team, right? And and build yeah. a, a contender for the future and somebody that can that can hold there in that place and be competitive for that whole time. Uh, and that's what we want. We want the Bears to be competitive for the next 10 years. And I think the best thing you said there, Mike, was that you wouldn't want to be Ryan Poles. I don't think anybody wants to be Ryan Poles. I mean, you probably want to be him if you're self-centered and you're like, no, 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 I want to be Ryan Poles so I can do what I think is right. But the pressure to make the right call on that one is tough. I want to go back to something I said earlier, and it's that, you know, you, you can't win the Super Bowl every year, right? So the fear of losing Justin Fields can't be something that you operate with. Shouldn't be factored into the equation. Josh Allen hasn't won the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow hasn't won the Super Bowl. These are good quarterbacks. And it's just hard to get to the promised land every year. So, you know, if Justin Fields were to get, you know, go to some other team and be really good, it's like, okay. But is he going to lead them to a Super Bowl? That's what Ryan Poles needs to be thinking. Is Justin Fields a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl? If you feel strongly that the answer is yes, then, yeah, you keep him and you build around him. But if you're on the fence at all, if you're second-guessing yourself at all, and you're Ryan Poles trying to save your job as well, just take a quarterback. It's that simple. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Mick out on the south side. Mick, what up? How you doing there? Doing good. Thank you for taking my call. Hello? Yeah, talk to me about Justin Fields. Yes, yes. It ain't just about uh, Justin Fields, as I've been saying. You know, I don't understand why reporters don't seem to understand that it takes more than a good quarterback to go to the Super Bowl or just have a good winning season. You know, uh, you all refuse to call cheap ownership out. Every time we get a decent player, whether it's offense or defense, what you do? Trade him. He goes somewhere else and be a superstar. You all refuse to call it what it is, cheap ownership. And you can't be successful without a good offense Atlanta, good defense Atlanta. When the last time we had a good pass rusher for the Chicago Bears? Call all these things out, and Chicago will be a successful team in the future. But it's going to have to take, you know, good offense and defense, total commitment, not just on the quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you. Thanks for the call, Mick. I mean, it does take more than a QB to get to the Super Bowl. I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree with that. Cheap ownership. I, I I I wish I could. I, I think for the majority of my life, I'm born and raised here in Chicago on the north side, right? And I think the majority of my life, I've just been like a meatball Bears, meat meathead Bears fan, where I'm not looking at like contracts and you know before like younger, right? I'm talking about like so I can only think about the like the last like ten years, ten fifteen years when it comes to contracts as opposed to thirty, right? And so when it comes to cheap ownership, yeah. Like, I look at Roquan Smith, and I think to myself, does Roquan Smith make this defense significantly better? Like, if you take off T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, like, are they significantly better? Or are they, like, a little bit better? Or are they 
equally as good, right? I think about that stuff. Mick, you brought up, you know, who was the last good pass rusher for the Bears? I mean, Robert Quinn did just break the single-season record for sacks the other year, and that just happened. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. And I, and I, I think, Mick, to your point, right, there's a lot of other things you can point out, but you, you then can't just leave out Justin Fields. So I, I, I think there's room for everyone to, to have a little bit of blame. But to say that it's you know all these other things and not Justin Fields, right? I think we have to include him in that. If you're going to say like, you know, reporters aren't talking about these other things, well then I think it's we have to include it all. Like these are all the things that are wrong with the Bears, or not even wrong, but things that that could use improvement. That's a better way of saying, it, a more positive way, right? Where it's not what's wrong; it's where areas of improvement for the Chicago Bears. O line for sure, D line for sure. Quarterback could use an upgrade. It just could. And I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's something wrong with saying that. Uh, but let's go back out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday. Uh, let's go to Dylan on the McHenry. Dylan, what'd you think about the defense uh yesterday against the Lions? Good morning, sir. How are you doing today? Um, you know, I think the defense played absolutely terrific yesterday. I think Jalen Johnson needs to get paid. He showed up to work. He did his job. They were alive. They carried the team yesterday. Um, back to you, you, you touching on Fields. I think Fields, he's okay. He's like a love-hate relationship with the guy, I swear. This is every week with him. You, 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 you see him do good, and then you, you see him... You see him scrambling in the pocket. You see the sack after sack after not throwing the ball away. It drives me nuts. It makes me want to pull my hair out of my head. But going forward, I think the Bears should. Uh, they, I think they should just keep Fields. Honestly, I think that he's being uh, developed slowly, and I, I think that they could. They, they have better money to use their uh, to, to, to do what, what they want with their draft picks, and I think they could use it in a, a better department than a new quarterback. And uh, you know, Eberflus and Gutsy, I'm, I'm not sure about them. Uh, Poles, I think will be here next year, obviously, but I don't. I, I'm not too sure about Eberflus and Gutsy. Um, I think that was an absolute monster win for the Bears yesterday. A big divisional uh, win. Uh, you know, they shouldn't beat the Lions two weeks ago, too, and they had that game. They blew it, but, you know, they shoved it in Dan Campbell's face, and, man, every time I looked over his face on the sideline, he was crying deep inside. <laughs> I, could see, I could see through that man's eyes, and I thought that was just an awesome win for the Bears yesterday, probably the biggest win of the whole season. I absolutely loved it. Um, you know, it was just terrific. I, I, it was just, I, I was just so happy for him, for, for the team, and uh, I'm not sure. That's about all I got. Yeah, thanks for the call. Dylan, I, I think you're saying some really good things there, right? The defense did play at an exceptionally high level yesterday. And, you know, you can tip your cap uh, to some of the guys. And, 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 and Justin Fields certainly is someone that, you know, can have you pulling your hair out on occasion. Two fumbles late to the Minnesota Vikings, tough. Imagine if the Bears would have lost that game. What, what these conversations would be like. If that fumble leads to a, a, a game-winning field goal. Ooh, almost happened. But it's tough. Tough decisions are, 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 are yet to be made. And I wonder what's going to happen with a Poles, Kevin Warren, Iberflus, Lugetsi, Justin Fields combination. And if that same group is going to be back next year to, 
to decide what's going on. All right, let's take some more phone calls. 312-644-6767. I want to know your thoughts about Justin Fields, right? Did he do anything to, to change your opinion? Did you feel strongly about keeping him? Or do you feel equally as strong about moving on from QB1? Uh, we will take more of your phone calls on the other side. All right, it's the Plumbers 911 Football Monday here on 670 to score. Keep everything the same. You know, don't get high, don't get too high, don't get too low, and um, you know, just keep working, keep getting better each and every day. Um, like I said earlier, there's a lot of spots to improve. Um, like Cole said, we probably could have put up 40 if we wanted to, or if we, we of course we wanted to, but if we could have, you know, executed better. But um, you know, just going back um, and keeping that same mindset, working, and just getting better each and every day. We're back. Live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. Got about 15 minutes with the guys left until Dustin Rhodes takes over at 5. That's when the pregame show kicks off. Mully and Hall right after that. They got Olin Krutz at 7 a.m. And they got DJ Moore at 8 and Brad Biggs at 9. So if you're up and at them, make sure you set your alarms when you get out of the gym so you can hear DJ Moore uh, talking on the radio station. Then Bernstein and Holmes continue the Plumbers 911 Football Monday. They got Anthony Heron at 11. They also got Dan Wiederer jumping on at 12 o'clock. And then Parkins and Spiegel, they got three great guests for you, starting with Kurt Warner at 240. Uh, to talk about Justin Fields and what he saw from QB1 on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Then Mark Grody jumps on at four. And then Jalen Johnson, fresh off his another interception. Uh, he's going to be talking with the guys at 5 o'clock. Make sure you're here for that as well. He, he also gets on Twitch, so you get to see him if you join on there as well. And, of course, if you miss anything from any show, you can always download that Odyssey app and check out the podcast versions uh, version of this, each show so you can listen to all their guests. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines, though. I want to take a couple more before I get out of here. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Joe out in Chicago. Joe, a game like yesterday where Justin Fields goes, you know, 19 for 33 for two-something, had 50, 60 yards on the ground. Did that change the way you view him? God, No. I mean, how many games has he started in his career? Plenty. He's had plenty of chances to show if there's any potential to get better, and it's always the same with him. If you stick with him and throw out that money just to keep him in there on the word potential, is a joke. Bear fans should expect better than this. He is what he is, and he's basically a backup. He can't read a defense. He, he obviously complains about information overload earlier in the year. I don't want a quarterback like that. I don't. Inconsistency. That's all you're going to get from this guy. It's a waste of time. Get another quarterback. Why, what do you say to people then? Because I know, Joe, if you feel like that, then obviously there are people in your circles that are like, dude, you're crazy. you got to take Marvin Harrison Jr. with the first pick in the draft. Give Justin Fields more weapons. Get him a new offensive coordinator. Get him a new offensive line. Get him some people that know what he's doing. What do you, what do you say to those people? They're crazy because what you can easily do is trade fields and get whatever you can, right? Yeah, you got Marvin Harrison and whatever you could get, right? But you still got D.J. Moore. If you can get a quarterback that can actually read a defense, you're going to make that line much better. You're going to make the receivers much better. It's, it's a joke. This guy is what he is. He's never going to get any better. What you see is what you're getting. 
and that's always going to be him. And if they're comfortable with that, then God bless you, Bear fans, man. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a a chicken and the egg uh, situation, right, Joe? It's like, is the quarterback supposed to make your offensive line and your coach look good, or is your and your receivers look good, or is, are your receivers, your offensive line, and your coach is supposed to make the quarterback look good, right? It's all. That's a tricky, tricky situation to be in there. That, that I will tell you. But you bring up the money point, and that's really what it boils down to. Because you want to pay your homegrown talent, right? Like a guy like Jalen Johnson, the reason you give him the money is because he was drafted by the Bears. He played well for the Bears, well enough to earn himself another contract with the Bears. And, you know, I actually asked Corey that yesterday, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear. I said, hey, Corey, I said, you know, what? Who am I? I'm a guy that gives opinions on the radio station, right? And I could say that, oh, you got to pay Jalen Johnson because if you're in the locker room, I know you're looking at that like, well, if you're not paying him, you sure as hell ain't paying me. And I asked Corey, is that is there truth to that? Or is that just like, you know, radio announcer speak? And he looked me dead in the face. He's like, oh, no, you got to pay Jalen Johnson. He's like, because if I'm in that locker room, he's like, and you don't, and I know you didn't pay Jalen Johnson and he's playing the way he's playing. I'm thinking to myself, you're never going to pay me, so I'm, I'm looking for my next destination instead of buying into the culture that is the Chicago Bears, the one that one that pays you if you perform well. And I think that's why you got to pay Jalen Johnson and the fact that he's just a, an amazing cornerback. Uh, uh, let's go back out to the phone lines, though. Got to take a couple more. Uh, let's go to Adam out in Lake Villa. So, Adam, what are you doing with that number one pick? Hey, good morning, Gabe. Morning. Uh, 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 Gabe, uh, really happy with the uh, victory. Uh, as you remember, uh, it's a little off topic, but uh, as you remember in the famous Disney movies with Peter Pan, he couldn't fly unless he thought happy thoughts. Well, right now the Bears nation and Bears players are thinking happy thoughts, and we're starting to take off and fly, just like Peter Pan. Um, but the number one pick next uh, year, Gabe, this is what I want to do. I want to swap it out, uh, you know, trade down. I want to trade down to, like, uh, New England or Washington. And I want to take the receiver, uh, Harrison. So I think this guy's going to be like another Megatron as far as a receiver. And I want to take him and then uh, take an offensive tackle with our own pick, which will probably be somewhere around like 10 or 11, take a tackle. And I want a second-round pick from the team I'm uh, trading uh, that first overall pick for. And with that second-round pick, I want to take the quarterback from Oregon, uh, Knicks. I think his name's Steve Knicks. Bo Knicks. Um, you're thinking, of, I'm you're sorry, thinking of Stevie Nicks, the, the musician. <laughs> yeah, I think of Stevie Nicks, pretty good-looking girl at that. Um, yes, uh, and uh, take uh, Bo Nicks with that uh, early second-round pick and develop him. And uh, I just want to get, uh, get your thoughts on maybe uh, you know getting that quarterback early in the second round after trading out of that first All right, pick. First, and, first, answer, uh, first answer me this. What's the point of taking yeah. Bo Nicks in the second round? I'll just uh, develop them behind Fields as a backup in case Fields gets hurt because Fields does run a lot. Um, you know, he he could hit any game. He could take a big hit and, uh, you know, be on the sideline for a couple okay. series. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Adam. I, I appreciate it. I was curious, you know, your, about your answer to, you know, what would be the point of drafting Bo Nixon if it's like, oh, well, it's a contingency plan. If that's the answer, I want the best contingency plan possible. I want to choose – my contingency plan instead of selecting from what's left over. And so that's, you know, I, it just depends, man. Like, are you getting, are you getting a, a top tier quarterback? Let's just call him that without saying a name. Are you getting a top tier quarterback and a second level wide receiver? 
or are you getting a Marvin Harrison Jr. and a Bo Nix? Bo Nix, let me just tell you, not that dude. At least not. At least I don't think so. Talk to Hub Arkus, she'll tell you J.J. McCarthy's that dude. But, again, difference of opinions uh, from all of us. That's why it's hell of a job Brian Poles has in front of him. All right, let's take one more phone call. Let's go to Gil out, out in Waukegan. Gil, welcome to the show. Hey, Gabe, thanks for taking the call. Um, I uh, first of all, I want to just make a comment. I'm uh, I'm really proud of you. Um, you know, I'm 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 Puerto Rican, raised in Chicago as well, and uh, uh, you know, our community uh, from the people I speak with, I, we're really proud of. Thank you. Of, you know what you've accomplished, I and um, that, so um, the, the next point I want to make is that you know we can we can make opinions all we want, who we want, what we want our teams to be in our city, but overall, you know we've got billionaires that are all they care about is making more billions, and so. If we keep filling up our stadiums like we do because we're so passionate about our sports and about our teams, ownership is not going to have any, you know, other ownership to me. Ownership, all they do is that they try to entice, uh, you know, us, our fans, by, um, you know, thinking or trying to improve our teams without spending too much money. And so I've been, you know, I've been disappointed with our fan bases because, you know, if we don't, if we don't want, if we want to improve our teams, don't show up to the, to the, to the, to the games. Right. Right. Because if if you don't show up, then what you're saying is going to be able to put some pressure on ownership. So that that's the good one right there. Gil, I appreciate the call, man, because that's that's certainly something that we need to be thinking about as we're saying goodbye here, right? The ownership. Right. What, Take are, care. what are they gonna be thinking? What are they gonna be what are they gonna be influencing or trying to influence? What decisions are they gonna be trying to influence? That's gonna be interesting to see, and it's something that we'll keep an eye on. Ah, five hours flown by. It's been amazing. Uh gotta thank Tyler Farengall for holding down producing duties today. Five hours along with me, man. Great stuff. Baby T. I said that's his, that's his radio name. Who gave you that name? It was me. Oh, it was me. My bad. Um, all right. It is a Plumbers. Excuse me. It is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game. Illinois.com. Dustin Rhodes coming up in less than 10 minutes. He's leading you right into Mully and Hall. They got Olin Krutz, DJ Moore, and Brad Biggs at 7, 8, and 9, respectively. Then Bernstein and Holmes, Anthony Heron, and Dan Weeder at 11 and 12. Then Parkinson Spiegel rounded out. Kurt Warner, 240. Mark Grody at 4. And Jalen Johnson at 5 o'clock. All right, mi gente, that means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time, which will be Tuesday, 6 p.m. Right here on 670 The Score. Uh, that's the next time I get at you, all right? I am Gabe Ramirez, and this is a Plumbers 911 Football Monday on 670 The Score. Hey everyone.
Alan Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.